Disclaimer: All opinions expressed by the speakers in the podcast are their personal opinions and do not reflect on the companies they represent. People who matter. A podcast by Beat Blogs. We have a lot of debate and movements and conversations about equal pay for equal work and equal opportunity for equal talent. I find myself often at crossroads as a human resources professional when my job demands me to follow a client's wish list or a brief to the T, especially while we place top jobs. However, I love the opportunity to make them see things very differently when I cite examples of so many people knocking down hurdles, jumping over obstacles as they quietly and steadfastly bring cracks to the glass ceiling. Not every change needs to be made into a headline, but a revolution can stay under wraps only for so long. Today's show is just about that, the change that we see in the top jobs today. And I have one such wonderful example on the show who is doing that with a lot of panache and dignity. In a career spanning over 25 years, our guest today has led some of the most loved brands across the world uh, and USA, such as Walmart and Walmart Labs, Gap Inc., and currently positioned as a senior VP and chief information officer of JCPenney San Francisco. Ms. Bala has broken many a glass ceilings and challenged conventions to lead the technology teams in companies creating the perfect conversation for equal talent and equal opportunity worldwide. We're super happy and excited to have the woman herself, Ms. Bala, who we lovingly call Charms. All right, welcome to the show Charms. It's truly truly special to have you here with us today. I'm I'm honored to be here, excited about what's going to what is going to be the conversation here. Thank you for having me here. A pleasure, a pleasure. All right, so let's straight get into this. So let's talk about the relationship of technology with retail. You represent a retail giant, and you're someone who's worked in the space of technology for so many years. Mm-hmm. So today, times are changing. We're living in a world that's you know probably evolving every week. Every week, there's a new app, there's a new in you know technological invention mm-hmm. that's making our lives better as well. That we're moving forward with. So what do you think are today a challenges be the common trends that companies in the retail space uh, can probably look forward to and uh, perhaps use as well to get the communication of their brand out there to the common public especially in the age of you know AI social media chat gpt ecom shopping so many you know facets mm-hmm. to this so i would like to know you know as you who's someone probably at the eye of the storm uh, how is it that one can look at the trends for the future or at least this coming year yeah great question i think when people talk about retail right like retailing uh, there was a time when you didn't really need to have technology to be the backbone for it right but today you ask i would say you have to have like technology is an enabler for anything that we do but especially with retail and you mentioned it that so many things coming almost every day something new coming up we are in business because we have customers we yes. are in business for the customers right and the customers are always wanting to take on the latest and the greatest and today if you look at they learn everything just through technology through True. all the apps right all these influencers who have come and influenced millions and millions of people yes talking about products talking about anything that they are wanting to talk about and there are so many people like living at their home they get to learn about things which are like 5000 6000 miles away from them and then they are able to order them so 
technology becomes like a very integral part for anybody to be successful but especially for retail it is the uh, most important one and that's why most of the retailers are investing in technology they are wanting to make sure that we are um, investing as much as we can more than we can so that we can actually reach our customers no that's great that's great to know for sure so now i'm going to take you in a time machine and take you both back as well as forward mm -hmm. so let's get into this time machine and let's probably go a decade back okay and we're looking at the same business the business of retail because that's also the space that you come from mm -hmm. and you specialize in uh, the business of retail 10 years ago how do you think one got their customers to adopt this new thing called technology this new thing called e-commerce shopping and platforms mm -hmm. versus today if we fast forward that same time machine to say 5 years from now what do you think the customer is going to demand from the future of business the future of retail companies mm -hmm. uh, that perhaps we haven't even thought of yet yeah for sure right like 10 years ago if you think of 10 15 years ago when you think of e-commerce digital it was more meant to like give access for our customers merchandise anything that they want to sitting from their home they can yeah. look at things they can actually find out what's available and they used it as something that they wanted to find out where do i go where do i need to actually travel to or where do i need to go to buy something and it was also a place where they were able to understand some of the details around like you take you want to buy a tv they would go online they would look at it and say what are the specifications and then i want to be able to compare right instead of just going to one shop to be able to buy something they would actually be able to compare multiple shops and they would say what are the specifications how much am i paying for it so it was more to do with like analysis they want to understand it before they went into a store and then they picked up but today if you look at it's a totally different ball game right it's more about um it's not just about understanding it it's more about convenience now today if you look at customer shops only for convenience we have got lots of brands that have actually made it a, a they've just made it as a practice for them and now you have all these customers are um, it's not a privilege anymore but it's a it's a need for them and if you are not able to provide them that kind of an experience then you lose that relationship right and how i see it and especially for retail how i see it is your customers are your um main reason for your existence and you have got to have a relationship a long term relationship with them it's not about a transactional relationship it's not one time and done it needs to be something where you are building that rapport with them you are building that relationship with them and they have got to think about you when they are thinking about buying something or when they are thinking about a product they should be able to think about oh jcp jcp has all of these things jcp is a value leader jcp ne is they have got to be able to think through instead of somebody else having to tell them or instead of us sending them an promotional invite to say hey you can get 30% off or you can come in and look at us for these kinds of uh, merchandise so we have to be part of their life and events and that's how we have to and that's where technology is will have to play a much bigger role than where we are today 5 years from now it's probably what i'm going to what i'm thinking is even before they start thinking about something we have to change <laughs> their mind yes <laughs> i think it will it will happen
<laughs> no, absolutely. I think five years from now, it really looks like all those sci-fi shows are going to come to life for sure. You know, things are implanted, and then you you get the data from the mind of the person, and you're already <laughs> trying to work on it. Or you yes. touch something, and it's going to be uh, available for you today. You just touch something; it takes a couple of hours for you to get it. Maybe five yeah, years yeah. from now, you just touch it, and it's already with you. No, absolutely. Like they say, digital is the future. So a lot of physical digital is happening in a lot of different spaces, and I think it's going to happen in retail as well. Yes. So very, very interesting times that we're all in mm-hmm. right now. I think you're in that transition period where things are moving from what's happened in the last decade to what's going to happen. What's the foundation of the next decade? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm sure your hands and your plates are full. But what an exciting time for all. It is. It is definitely an exciting time. It's just. the unknowns the un, um, the things that we can actually do with the notes yeah. and then the things that we don't know what's going to come in right like you've heard about these um amazon go shops right like where people walk in they just pick up different things and then they walk out like there are no there's nothing else out there and this is the technology actually figures out what did they buy how did they buy how much did they buy and then just charge them i don't even think that they have to take their wallet out it's like Uh, everything is just automated it's like automatically done and even the um, the dollars like the registers automatically take money from their uh, bank accounts whichever uh, that they have connected it to so you do have a lot of things that are going to come into play where it's going to be a lot more easier no absolutely i think ease of life ease of business ease of just shopping i think that's what everybody is looking out for because there are already so many complicated things we're dealing with on a day to day basis definitely retail therapy should not be one it should yes. be therapy <laughs> yes yes i do believe in retail therapy and everybody once in a while talks to me about like what do you do when you get stressed out there are quite a few things but then retail therapy is another one like i do want to go in and touch feel and like yeah yeah not before i buy something that's still going to exist but it's going to exist in a totally different format is how i see it no absolutely i think hybrid like i come from the human resources space so today hybrid work is a reality for us mm-hmm. uh, so i think hybrid for shopping as well is going to be the reality yep. for sure yep yep great so as we're talking about changes you know in the industry and in the retail space and technological advancements uh, we can't both ignore that both of us are women here today uh, both of us are women who are empowered who have a certain platform mm-hmm. and uh, we're able to have that ease of voicing our opinions so in my introduction about you today i did mention that you're one of those you know steadfast quiet workers who have broken and cracked the grass ceiling without even sloganeering about it and i think these are some of our heroes that we should talk about and these are some of the people that world the world should know about because the technology space is so competitive mm-hmm. it is so cutthroat and it is also a boys club so how is it that a woman who not just in india but outside india has been able to break through this has been able to you know uh, shine just because of your talent and because of your work um and take the step forward so i would like to understand are we talking about just very few examples of women in technology in senior roles today is it still a, a situation where the examples are few and far between or are things rapidly changing even in your experience within your organization i wish i can say it's rapidly changing it is not uh, it is still the same but i would say that we are seeing a lot more right like we are seeing a lot more women wanting to uh, do this wanting to get into a role that they are not very comfortable with so i would say there are changes but it's not as rapid as it needs to be some of the things i can uh, tell you how this has come into play or how this is happening is because of um 
mentors that we have had, right? Like there are people who have actually come, who have actually been able to get into those roles and they have either published books or they have had their mentoring circles or they have actually um, had uh, mentees that they have worked with or sponsors yeah. they have worked with and they have helped us um, realize what do we need to do and how do we get to this. For me, my mantra, it might uh, sound very cliche, is I always focused on let me do my role, let me do my job, but let me do it with 120% in, right? Like I'm not going to be um, shy of like even 100% in it. Let me do it the way that I want it and then let the performance speak for itself, right? Like I'm not the kind who, and like you said, right? Like I'm not the person who goes in and like markets myself and that has been a constant feedback that has been given to me from my mentors you have to keep you have to talk about what you have been able to do you have to talk about how you have been able to manage and how you are whether it's work-life balance within even within uh, work what do you do what what differentiates you and one of the things that i can tell you is i've always started with people you start with people and end with people anything that you do that's what makes the difference because you connect at a level that's different than just focusing on an issue. You connect at the level where you're working with people and making sure that you are there for them and making sure that you are working with them the way that they want to work with you is very important. So that is one thing that I would say that differentiated me. And at the same time, making sure that I was listening to my mentors and my sponsors um, in ways that they wanted me to focus on, in ways that they wanted me to um, continue to grow, um, has definitely been helpful and that is what we have been also doing. I keep telling my mentees, paying it forward is the most yes. important thing in our life, in yes. our careers, right? We have learned a lot, we keep learning a lot. I learn every single day. And for me, I have a, um, I have mentee-mentor relationship. I've got a lot of mentees that I work with. The reason being, because I learn from them. And yeah. while they learn from me, I learn from them something or the other, and that keeps me motivated and going. And I keep telling them, you have to pay it forward. Otherwise, we, yeah. will, we will end up in a situation where you've got a lot of mentors, but then it's not growing where it needs to be. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's, that's the mantra. No, that's, that's wonderful. And uh, I always believe that no person, no man or woman is an island. And none of us can survive, thrive or strive without the other. And like you rightly said, I think you're talking about both, you know, the mentors and the mentees, the one level below and paying it forward. Yep. Such important things, such important messages for a lot of our audiences who are young, who are right now building their careers. And they're looking for direction in terms of how do I get to the next level? Mm -hmm. And very often you may not have all the tools to do it yourself. And that's when you have to reach out to experienced people, seniors, people you trust, whose careers you follow or you're inspired by, mm -hmm. and you know, reach out to them and take their support as well. So talking about this and, and the space we're talking about, you know, this, today's STEM careers is uh, such a big, huge opportunity space for so many youngsters. So when we're talking about the sciences, technologies, engineering, mathematics, statistics, these are the careers of the future, especially because the world has gone digital. Mm -hmm. I mean, even a marketer today has to know digital marketing. Yep. There's nothing called offline anymore. People, people uh, cannot survive without being equipped with basic technological skills in any, any chosen field today. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about the careers in STEM today, both, um, I mean, you, I know, have a good wide understanding of the market in the North American markets, but also have a good uh, understanding of it here in India. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, what do you see are uh, the uh, big, probably, challenges in markets where 
more women should probably come into the STEM career space as well. What do you think are the basic challenges and how can they overcome that? So a very good question, right? Like if you had asked me this 10, 15 years ago, the answer would have been different. But today, if you, yeah. if you yeah. look at, and like you rightfully said, anything you do, whether it's marketing, whether it's finance, whether it is healthcare, there's yes. always technology involved in it. And yeah. they have got to understand the technology for them to be able to do any any of their even day-to-day -day yes. roles. Yes. Making sure that if anybody is wanting to get into technology, whether it is fintech, whether it is healthcare, whether it is like just regular like software development that we are talking about, I would want them to focus on two separate things. One is obviously understanding the domain knowledge, wanting mm -hmm. to understand what does that mean in to be in that domain. And then the second piece of it would be along with your technology knowledge, also learn about data. Also understand mm. because in every one of those areas, data plays a very pivotal role because we are okay. going to be using data for anything and everything, right? Um, data is going to be, everybody has data, but using the data the right way, making sure yeah. that you're using the data for insights, recommendations that you want. You take like retail, for example, we do want to understand the customers. We do want to be able to personalize what we offer yes. to customers. Yes. That all starts with data. So making sure mm. that you have that knowledge about data and how we use, and we, we talk about data science, we talk about just data and analytics. Any of those, um, I would say definitely something that we would want people to focus on and get an mm. understanding before they get into any of the industry. Ah, great. So these are great tips for all of you who are looking out for, you know, what are the careers of the future and what are we talking about in terms of opportunities in STEM? I think uh, you can't get it better than the person here with us, uh, Ms. Charms. Uh, so great. With that, I'm going to take you to the final question of this specific segment, which we're talking about the Q&A. Mm -hmm. uh, so we let's talk about, uh, you know, uh, the the, the same, I'm going to pursue the same line of conversation in terms of the youngsters coming out today. And now we're talking about the complete world digitizing and complete world adopting technology in different spaces and fields. Mm -hmm. But as we all know, whenever there is an opportunity in a specific space, it becomes a very crowded market as well. So how do you separate, I think, the hay from the chaff? Or how do you separate uh, what you want from what's available in the market? And do you think our today's uh, future of employment, are they market ready? Are they people who are skilled enough to be employed and to go from day one on the job? Or do you think there's a lot that the education institutions can also do at their end when they're training these um, at their end? I would say it's a combination of both, right? Okay. It depends on the area that they are wanting to get into. My advice to them would be focus on your strengths. Okay. And if you are, if your strength is in one particular area, make sure that you're focusing on just because somebody else is shining in another area doesn't mean that you have to force yourself in there. Every industry, every domain needs people, technologists, data scientists, data folks. Everyone needs them. So make sure that you focus on what your strengths are, where you want to uh, shine, and then go with the flow. Yes, the world will be yours and you can achieve it. Yes. No, absolutely. Absolutely. With that, we come to the end of segment one. I did it my way. All right. After a very interesting segment one, we're back here with segment two. So as you all know, segment two is I did it my way. 
Here, our guest will share an anecdote or two and of a situation that they got no support from people all around, but they stuck to their guts and went ahead and did what they had planned as well. So, Sharms, over to you. Do let us know what you did your way. Some will do. I, I don't know if there was a situation where like I had everybody against me, but there have been a couple of situations where I would say um, I didn't have the support from everybody I needed. There were a few who supported. One example would be when I was still with Walmart, I worked for Walmart for almost 20 years and I was still with Walmart maybe five, six years ago. Um, there was an expat assignment um, that was offered uh, that, that they spoke to me about and it was about um, moving to India for two years with our family and spending our time here because we had started our uh, development center here and they needed somebody who has had the experience who brings the culture from the company to India and also who had technology experience because they wanted a technologist to be here uh, to manage the site and develop the site. It was a very interesting opportunity professionally and personally for me because I had not been in the country, I had not worked in the country for like almost 18 years. Um, and when they offered, uh, when they spoke to me about this, I consulted a few of my mentors, I consulted a few of my friends Right. There were quite a few of them who were like, okay, for multiple reasons. One, like you're going to shift your entire family. Like I had yeah. boys who were like 11 and 13 and they were like, are you sure that you want to do this? And then the other uh, very interesting conversation was you're wanting to go to India and you're wanting to lead a site, a technology site, develop, um, be a site lead and you're a woman. And India is known to be a very hierarchical professional yes. space, right? Yes. So are you sure you're wanting to do that? And that was really interesting. And I was like, and I thought through it and I was like, I wasn't sure if I was wanting to, and because it was a really valid reason, right? Like I had not worked in this professional environment here. I've always um, worked in the US. I worked here uh, right after college for a year, but you know how it is the first year after um, college is like you're still continuing your college education. College life, yes. <laughs> that way. But I said the professional environment is so different and it's changed here. And do you want to really come here and try to lead? And um, I fought with myself and I was like, is this both professionally and personally, it was going to be a challenge. But then I took the challenge, consulted with my family, immediate family, and they were all for it and they wanted it. My kids, I won't say my boys weren't really excited about it. And they were like, two years, we have to be away from home and we have to be away from our friends. But they finally mm -hmm. said, you promise we are going to be back in two years. They said, okay, so we <laughs> moved. And I can tell you that the first few weeks, months, um, at least a few weeks were interesting because I did have like a lot of people, a lot of leaders who were much more uh, older than me, more experienced than me and men. Um, and they didn't appreciate a woman leading them. There were a couple wow. of them who told me directly, my first meeting with them was like, oh, now I know why you got this role. You are a Asian and you are a female. You're a woman. Wow. That's why you got it, right? So it was, it was really not a... Um, nice way of like um of course right bringing you on board but i think um at the end of the day it worked in the sense uh, i was able to change their perception um yes. i was able to change the perception of some of my mentors and my friends to let them know that no this was one of the best um decisions that i made 
um, and I had to obviously learn through it. It wasn't easy, of course. it was challenging, but it wasn't all that difficult either because if you showcase to them, once they got to know me, once they got to know why I was in that role and what I brought to the table. And then when I left in two years, the same person, same people who were like trying to question uh, why I was placed in that role, came back and spoke to me and said, now I understand why they made the decision to bring you here. So that was right. like a win for me. And at the same time, I went back and spoke to a lot of my mentees who were having the same questions about like, right. can I do this? Can I, like, I'm being told that I have just had a, a, a baby right now. Can I take yeah. this leadership role? And it helped me uh, go through that situation. And I've been able to take it back to many of my mentees to say, no, go against people when they say it but you have to have that passion and you have to feel yes. that's the right thing and I think that's yes. what helped me if I was doubtful then I would have probably not um, been successful but I would say it definitely helped me because I wanted to prove some of those people wrong Oh, that's fantastic. And what an anecdote. I think it has so many layers to it. It's not just about, you know, people saying no to you, but the, the situation of the shift in geographies and ethnicity and culture and, you know, the organizational culture itself so different, so drastic in two different countries. So I think all this is a lens that people have to look at industry today with, uh, you know, before we make big decisions. And like you said, I think it's very important to have be surrounded by the right voices mm -hmm. that encourage you and make you hear your internal voice as well. Yes. Yes. And I would say there were a couple of my mentors who were like for it. And they said, yes, Shams, you are going to make it. You are going to do it. You're going to be successful. You're actually going to like come out with flying colors. And they encouraged me. And I think that that definitely helped. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for that. And with that, we end segment two. Fire away PWM style. All right. I can't believe it. This conversation has gone so smoothly and with so much fun and excitement that we've already reached the final segment. But the final segment is fun too. So here we find out the real person behind the brand or the name. And uh, we put them through three very simple statements and we give them some choices at times and we just let them go free uh, the other times. And they share with us their preference on the three statements given. So we call it fire away. Because charms, you should not think too much about it and just fire the answers away. All right. Okay. Great. So if you're all set, let's start. Mm -hmm. So your first statement is as, as charms, while I'm in India, I can't wait to try dash. And you have to suggest two to three things here. While in India, I can't wait to try um, eating some like delicious South Indian food. Aha. All right. Two to three things. So that's one. South Indian food. And then, of course, meet with my uh, friends. Ah, amazing. All right. Nice. Well done. So the next statement is actually uh, in, in the same order. So once you're doing all this, I'm sure you get a lot of, you know, you're stressing out a lot because of time difference and work and so many other things you want to catch up on. Mm -hmm. So I would love to de-stress on a good day and unwind with a little of one dash therapy. Your choices are aroma, retail, and physio. And the statement is not completed there. So once you choose an answer, then I'll go to the next part. Retail. All right. <laughs> True to business. All right. So retail therapy for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also pursue this as a passion. I also pursue this as a passion. I love to listen to music. Oh, all right. What kind of music do you listen to? Movie songs like Hindi, ah. Tamil, Telugu, you name it. I listen to music. Uh, 
Amazing, amazing. So anybody who wants to uh, definitely have a good conversation with Shams, apart from work, you can have it on music and food, South Indian food. Yes. All right. With that, we go to the final statement. I think AI will be the death of, and your options are content creation, a human being dependent on a large memory storage, or just relationships. Relationships. Ah, you're so right about that. I think if if people can date Siri, they would. <laughs> <laughs> I I think so too. You know absolutely and with that we come to the very end of this segment. I hope you had a fun time. We definitely had a great time with you on the podcast, but I'd love to know your opinion on how was it for you. It was it was fun. It was really interesting. I think the way that you connected the dots with the questions that you had was awesome. Oh, thank you so much and we wishing you a great trip ahead and hoping to have you soon again in any in any of our next seasons. um because you're definitely one of those guests who inspire without like i said sloganeering and putting it on someone's face and that's the kind of people i think who truly are uh, business leaders that we would like to follow and the people who matter for us so thank you once again for taking the time out and being with us today thank you thank you if you enjoyed this episode and want to catch this and all the others this season all you need to do is find people who matter podcast on your favorite podcast app such as spotify Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Geo Seven, or wherever you get your podcasts from, you can also catch us on YouTube as B Blogs People Who Matter. If you want to follow me and find out more about all the other guests I'm meeting and greeting, you can catch me on LinkedIn. I'm Bhargavi Swami, and I'm Creator Underscore B. That's B E on Instagram. See you again next time. Until then, keep your headphones on. People Who Matter podcast produced by B Blogs. Podcast concept and created by Bhargavi Swami. Sound engineering and creatives Aniket Singh. People who matter. A podcast by B Blogs. B-blogs.